I can tell you I do my crying in the shower. Even today, I do my crying in the shower. It just gets to you. Philip, husband, um, was a fit, healthy man, working hard, and he had three heart attacks in quick succession. He then had to go to Derford Hospital where they gave him a heart bypass and sadly they cut the phrenic nerve that controls one of the lungs so he now only has one lung and a raised diaphragm and severe heart problems so uh, he's supposed to have someone with him most of the time he was also when he was discharged from Derford was only given a few months to live so here we are six years later no one was going to tell him when to go <laughs> and he's fought it all the way but we're coming to a lot more problems now. And I think also in the beginning it was a case of being told you haven't got long. It sort of like puts everything else all over the place and you want to spend time together. But uh, in reality, I have to be here. Mm. If only to remind him to take his medication. <laughs> but of course we can't do what we used to do. Going for a walk is bang out of order. Just It's a no-no because it's just not enough air. When it's cold and windy, there's no air for him to breathe, but when it's hot, he's sweating and can't move, so we can't win either way, really. But caring as a wife, I've always been there, although I always work part-time, um, and we've raised two sons. It's become my full-time job. It is. It's emotionally draining. You not only think for yourself, but you have to think for him as well. And making decisions... He doesn't want to make a decision because he knows he's in one way on a time scale, so everything has to be from me. But I want him to to, to put have an input, and it's a battle of wills. <laughs> We've had to change a lot. We had a holiday home in Cyprus, where well, we had to sell that because um, Philip couldn't fly. Gets in the plane, and the pressure makes him panic. And then of course there's no oxygen <laughs> so that was a big thing no no all he really wants to do with his other problems that he's got now is just sit and watch the world go by and that's hard for me because I'm fit healthy and I'm a lot younger than Philip as well so I don't feel as if I'm his age so I try to make sure he's okay settled and I'll go for a walk on my own and this sort of thing just to keep my own brain ticking over. It, it was isolating but you tend to be in your own little bubble because I have to function for him and you just forget about yourself. It's only as time has gone on now that I can see when I look back that there was nothing there and if it hadn't been for my sister finding out and then in the beginning she found out from somebody else but no one contacts you or even from the doctor's surgery it would help because they obviously have his records and who's looking after you. That's all they need to ask. Yeah. But they don't. We've, we've always been close. We've always done things together. But I do have good friends, um, which are really good, that have dogs, that have grandchildren or little children, and they'll phone up and say, we're going for a walk, we're going to raise the roof. How about come for an hour, meet someone. I have a friend that I meet one, uh, once a week in town somewhere for coffee and that's brilliant because that's a couple of hours gone <laughs> and then come home to it again. 
But like even then, it's preparing before you go. He's perfectly capable, and he was a really good cook. But to get him to make a sandwich now for his lunch, no, can't do that. So consequently, I have to think ahead, leave him a sandwich, leave a drink already. So you're never ever off duty. I can tell you, I do my crying in the shower. Even today, I do my crying in the shower. It just gets to you. This is my role and I take it and I'm there for the end. When I took my marriage vows, I was there for the end in sickness and in health and that's it. That's what you do.